Mark's story of the Lexington Herald covering Kentucky basketball, which is, uh, it's been, Mark, it's been a weird year and a weird couple of years for that program. We see people holding up signs about wanting John Keller Perry to leave. They had a, that 9-16 and 16 finish a couple of years ago. They lose to St. Peter's in the first round of the NCAA tournament. Is this, is this program just too far gone, or is this just what happens when you recruit one and done so often? You have to expect some years may be a little leaner than others. Well, that's an interesting question. Uh, the program is pretty, I mean, this situation is pretty far gone in terms of when a coach loses a fan base, you know, it's, it's, it's hard. I think history shows it's hard to ever really win them back. And that feels to me like kind of where, where this is sort of teetering at. As you mentioned, you know, the standard here is excellence. I mean, people are used to and, and frankly demand, you know, the highest level of performance. And, you know, last five years, Kentucky's won the SEC one time. You know, they've won the SEC tournament one time. You know, they haven't won an NCAA tournament game since 2019. You know, last 58 games against, you know, power, other power conference teams, Kentucky's 29 and 29. And, you know, that, that, that's not going down real well here. And then, you know, you mentioned, you know, 9 and 16 two years ago, the worst season in the modern history of Kentucky basketball. You know, last year they had a good team, but you know you lose as a number two seed in the first round of the NCAA tournament to a number fifteen seed in St. Peter's, and then you come back this year and people started the year thinking they had a chance to be, you know, the, the goal was to be a number one seed and get to play in the regional NCAA tournament regional that will be held in Louisville. And if the tournament started today, they probably wouldn't be in it. So yeah, it's been a bad stretch. Mark, do you think that there's any chance that uh, Cal would actually leave for Texas? And do you think that that's a risky hire for Texas, especially with uh, everything that just went down with Chris Beard and having to fire him? You know, I do think he would very seriously consider Texas if it were offered. You know, obviously Texas doesn't have the, the, the depth of basketball tradition that Kentucky has, but I would argue it's clearly a top 10 job in the sport. Nevertheless, just based on resources, and the amount of talent that is produced in the state of Texas. And nobody has recruited Texas better than John Calipari. You know, Julius Randle, the Harrison twins, De'Aaron Fox, you know, P.J. Washington. You know, there's three Texans on the current Kentucky team. So, you know, that, that would be the selling point. But, yeah, I mean, I do think it's, you know, could you sell John Calipari as a hire coming off, you know, the three, the, the three most recent seasons? at least as things look now. I think, you know, I think that's the question Texas would have to answer. Mark, I'm a big drama person. I like to know. <laughs> that's the, the, yes. I yes. like to yes. know. I don't like to create it. I just like to watch it, you know, and, and dissect it. And what I'm seeing here um, on my Google, good old Google search is that John Calipari and Mitch Barnhart are currently not on speaking terms. His uh, one of his basketball assistants so is there something deeper going on than just sort of the hiccups with the team and recruiting? Well, the, Mitch Barnhart is the athletic director. And oh, yeah. They, they, these are two incredibly different personalities. They're, you know, it's never been an easy mesh. You know, back in the summer, you know, John Calipari has been publicly advocating and agitating for Kentucky to build a new uh, men's basketball practice facility. The one they have, I think, came online in um, early 2000s. You know, I think it's perfectly acceptable, but probably doesn't have all the latest bells and whistles. So that's become kind of Calipari's thing, is he wants them to, you know, pony up to build this new practice facility. Well, the the university administration just has other building priorities. 
They want to redo the football practice facility because as it presently is there's an indoor track in there and it's become a safety issue. Uh, they're trying to build a new track and field indoor facility to allow them to get the track team out of the football facility. And then they want to redo Memorial Coliseum, which is the on-campus basketball arena where the men's team played before Rupp Arena was built and where the women – it's now kind of the home to – all the university's premier women's programs, women's basketball, volleyball, gymnastics, and it's it needs to be renovated. I mean, I don't think there's much argument about that if you've been in there. So that this has been a big dis- kind of an ongoing dispute, and it blew up last summer. And you know, Calipari made the remarks about Kentucky was a basketball school, and Georgia and Alabama <laughs> were football schools, and Kentucky needed you know, not to forget who it was, basically. And, you know, Mark Stoops, the Kentucky football coach, fired back, you know, hey, thought, you know, thought we were in the SEC. And you know, Stoops at the time pointed out that Kentucky in football had won four straight postseason games, uh, which, you know, emphasized that Kentucky basketball hasn't been winning postseason games lately. So, you know, that's sort of the backdrop of all of this. And, and yeah, this is, this is drama central. If you if you like drama, this Lexington, Kentucky is the place to be. Right, now. we should move Trista out there. She would love <laughs> to come the, cover now. The Kentucky drama correspondent <laughs> for BetMGM. She'd be tonight. all over TikTok with it, Mark. I can promise you that she'd have something every day, something new about it. Talking to Mark's story, the Lexington Herald. You know, you got Oscar Sheebway back this year, the Wooden Award winner, and it's rare that a a, a player of his stature comes back to Kentucky uh, like that. Now we can talk about his draft and status or stock and what he could be in the NBA another time. But the reality of it is you get that guy back, which is something Kentucky doesn't always have happen. It, when you look at what's going on on the court, drama aside, relationships aside, just from a basketball standpoint, what's going wrong with this team on the court? They're just, are not, they're just not, they're not, they're not nearly as good as people, myself included, thought they were going to be. You know, Oscar is arguably, you know, Oscar had one of the best individual years I've ever seen last year. He just was incredible. This year, his numbers are still pretty good, but he doesn't, he had a knee procedure shortly before the season. And while Oscar's game is not primarily based on, you know, lift, you know, jumping ability, he just doesn't seem to have whatever lift he had last year. It's, It's not the same. And I don't know if that's infected his confidence. You know, he's not having the, the season he had a year ago. You know, part of that may be that, you know, the guys around him have really struggled. You know, the Kentucky fan base is really critical of Calipari. They feel like his offensive approach, you know, he hasn't you know, sort of adapted to what I would just think of as the Golden State Warriors style of basketball, you know, very influenced by, you know, analytics and you know, a lot of three-pointers, no contested twos, that kind of approach. That's, you know, that's just not the way he plays. And while you know, that's true, if you actually look at their underlying offensive numbers, they're, not, they're still fairly respectable. The defense, to me, is the biggest problem. Their defense is atrocious. Yeah. And I don't know if you guys saw any of that the game Tuesday night. Oh, we did. Mm-hmm. South Carolina, yeah. which, you know, was, you know, they, Kentucky's, you know, they could not stop a straight line drive. I mean, guys would just, you know, drive right down the middle. You know, Oscar has really struggled against high pick and rolls. Teams have figured that out. And, you know, the, not only you know, Alabama really exploited him in the high pick and roll in South Carolina and their, you know, their coach bragged after the game that they don't even run that normally, but they saw how effective it was. So they put it in. And, and then, you know, this is the second year in a row that Kentucky guards have had a hard time staying in front of guys. 
And, you know, if you look at, you know, kind of the, the vintage Calipari era Kentucky teams, they just suffocated people defensively. And that, to me, is the biggest thing that's kind of gone away. Yeah, and I think some people maybe think that's crazy because it's, you know, Coach Cal and him being on the hot seat or maybe wanting to move on, the fan base being down on him sounds crazy because it's Kentucky basketball, but high expectations when you had Patino and then even Tubby. He's never really been an X's and O's guy, but again, the number one recruiting class coming in next year, uh, and that's what he's always been able to do is turn guys into pros. But um, do you think maybe like the game's passed him by a little bit where he doesn't even put his defense in until later on in the season? You brought up the defense offensively. He's never really been an X's and O's guy. They don't really run anything, even when he was at Memphis. Do you think maybe they have to move on, find a guy like Tony Bennett, because uh, that's kind of where college basketball is heading? Well, that there are a lot of fans that I think would accede to that. You know, I don't fully buy that the, that the quote unquote game has passed him by. Yeah. You know, do I think he could you know incorporate some newer concepts offensively? But you're right, they don't run real sophisticated sets. But, you know, when you have a new team every year, I don't right. know how realistic it is to to think you could could run that anyway. You know, if Kentucky moved on, you know, I don't know. You know Tony Bennett plays a pretty ball control kind of style. And the history of Kentucky is, you know, fans like to see them rip and run. So I don't know that that would be the, the I don't know that that would be the direction that either Tony or Kentucky would want to go. Yeah, so I guess at this point now we can kind of look at the rest of this season moving forward with this program. Uh, what are your expectations for them now from what we've seen so far to, you know, thinking I mean, March Madness comes up quick every single year. Yeah, that's, a, you know, we, that's, that's much discussed here in the Commonwealth is just, you know, what can, what's, can be expected the rest of the year. You know, it's not just that, you know, they haven't been beating ranked teams. You know, they're 0-3 against ranked teams. You know, they haven't. Other than beating Michigan on a neutral floor in London, England, they haven't won a game outside Rupp Arena this year. And against good teams, they're not even close. I mean, they're losing double digits. They lost to 10, by 10 to UCLA at Madison Square Garden. They went to Missouri, a team that I don't think, you know, all credit to Dennis Gates, who's done a really good coaching job there in his first year. I don't think Missouri's talent is as good as Kentucky's, but the, Missouri ran them out of the gym. And then, you know, obviously, Alabama beat them. You know, just you know, beat them like a drum. So, you know, I keep, you know, the history of Kentucky basketball is usually at some point, you know, somebody makes a stand and they just draw a line in the sand and, you know, hey, we're going to, we're not going to take this. I keep waiting for that to happen, but there's so far are, are no signs. And obviously Saturday, you know, they're going to mm-hmm. Knoxville to face Tennessee. And you know, I think Tennessee may be the best defensive team in the country. And, you know, that, 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 I don't think that's a matchup that a lot of people here in Kentucky are especially looking forward to. Mark, what do you think? Uh, I want to ask you a quick football question, if you don't mind. What do you think Will Levis will look like at the next level? Because right now he's obviously being projected as a uh, first-round pick, going pretty high in the draft. And it's not the deepest quarterback class, C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young. What do you think about Levis at the next level? Well, that's a, you know Will Levis has just an unbelievably strong arm. He is a very big person. If you ever stand next to him, He's really big, and he's a, he's a really good athlete. He was hurt this year and, and had a foot injury and really couldn't run. But last year, you know, he was very mobile. To me, there are two questions about him. You know, he, he you know he's great on like the deep, the long ball because of his arm strength. You know, in terms of accuracy and ball placement and throwing guys open, that's still a work in progress. And I think you know, working through progressions is still a work in progress. 
The one thing I think you need to remember about him was, you know, at Penn State, they were using him as basically a situational running quarterback. Yeah. So, you know, he, he, you know, he basically has two years of, of starting experience. You know, it's in the SEC, so he's you know, gone against good competition. But he's not, he's not a super, you know, experienced or, or developed college quarterback. If you're drafting him, you're drafting him on tools and upside. Mark Story, Lexington Herald, really appreciate the time. Thanks for coming on with us. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you having me. Yeah, it's crazy to talk about Kentucky basketball this way, but it's, it's really kind of been, like, it's magnified now because of how bad it's gotten this year, but it's been a couple of seasons of this. And look, some of this is when you recruit one and duns, you got to hope that every single year that crop of freshmen is good. And if it doesn't click, you know, they're, they're barely making the tournament, missing a tournament, or losing in the first round. Boo-hoo. They get the number one recruiting class every year. Figure but does out, it figure something out, Coach Cal? Here's my thing. Like, at what point, though, does Coach Cal look at this and say, and like Kentucky fans kind of got mad at it, too. Like, there's a certain point where you go, hey, we'd also like to win. Like, you want to be a funnel for the NBA? Like, go coach in the G League. Right. Like that, exactly. That's, it's, it's, a little, it's a little too far on one side. So what if you're getting all these McDonald's All-Americans if they don't actually do anything and they leave in a year? So...